Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the Guy Life Culture Podcast. Yes. Welcome back to another new episode yes. of the God Life Culture Podcast. Um, it has been a minute it sure right, has. since we have recorded new episodes, but um, we just want to thank all of you who have tuned in to the season one uh, rewind episodes yeah. that we started playing. We got through about six of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we it still was, have a bunch more, too. For yeah, the that first kind of season or year that we did that i think it was 20 episodes yeah i remember we did that for like 20 consecutive (laughs) weeks we did that um so definitely you can go check those out on wherever you stream your podcast and also um we discussed some pretty cool topics in those in the beginning that i think in you know the future episodes and you know the most recent ones we've kind of touched upon Mm -hmm. so um you may find some connections there or some things that uh we elaborated on in our recent episodes so it's kind of cool to see that journey um because when we started doing that again that was what two years ago yeah maybe it's been almost yeah nah or a year and a half about no no i was thinking almost three yeah So it's really cool that we were able to put that back up. So you guys who have joined us later on in this journey were able to listen to that and and check out uh, the beginnings, right? Yeah, especially since it was on a different platform because we started off um, streaming it on SoundCloud. um, And then once we ventured into the other um, outlets uh, to... um, uh, expand the podcast we didn't bring those episodes over um which actually worked out because we wind up having to take a break because uh, yep. i had a baby yes so baby number two was born healthy everybody was great um and you know we had to take a break because i think um it's very important um you know your first ministry is your family so yeah. you if you have to stop other things no matter how difficult it may be because we really enjoy doing you know the podcast and everything else um that we do but your family comes first so if you have to take a couple of weeks uh to you know make sure everybody is good be present you know and help out any way that you can then you should yeah so i recommend that yeah i think that's very important and um an example because i think some people try to uh juggle it all Mm -hmm. and think that they're able to do that Mm -hmm. and And some people may be right not everybody how effective you are in doing that you know because i feel like i can do so many great things right at Mm -hmm. the same time but am i doing each one with excellence am Mm -hmm. i doing with each one effectively yes you know so it's like i can do these things i can Mm. be there do that do this and work on this create over there be over there but at the same time am i giving each of those things a hundred percent of myself and at the end of the day like you said your family right i think comes first yeah and it's that first you know ministry that i think god will hold us accountable to yes yeah and i also think it's important uh for you to be mindful of yourself you don't want to you know blow yeah. out you don't want to you know be so spread thin that you you know you break or you crack and then all the things that you were trying to be productive or helpful you wind up not being any of that. Uh, so it is important to be able to step back um, and, you know, have those tough conversations with people and be like, hey, I need to take a break, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I'm very appreciative of 
everyone that I spoke with, like the pastors, the leaders, and they were supportive. You know, nobody tried to pressure me into, no, you can't do it, you know, yeah. um, which I think is important that if somebody, uh, so if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, and somebody on your team approaches you and say, hey, well, I need to take a break because I have to work on some things, that you are supportive. And, you know, you let them know that, yeah, absolutely. Whatever you need us for, we're there. Um, but definitely you have to do whatever you have to do, especially when it comes to your family and also your your well-being, your mental health and all that yeah. other stuff. And I think it's also just a, a stigma or stereotype that usually when people, um, you know, take breaks or let go mm. of things, it's usually a negative Yes. Right. It's representative of something that you're going through, mm. something that you're battling through, um, you know, and it's, I think, quickly equivalated to like, I'm leaving God. Yes. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And although, you know, there are cases where that's true for people and that is their story and that is what's happening for them. Mm -hmm. Right. I think there are those cases where um, that's not actually the situation. It's just. Yeah you know, there are other things that God is, you know, demanding of me at this time or, yes. you know, in this season. Um, so I think it needs to be treated with balance, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. on both parties. Um, you know, if you're that individual who feels that you need to take a break for whatever mm -hmm. reason, whether it is, you know, in a situation with your family, if it's a health, you know, situation, if it's just, you know, I feel like I'm doing too much and I'm going yeah. crazy, you know, make sure it's done in that right spirit. So you get those responses mm -hmm. and those reactions. And, you know, we have to practice what we preach. You know, those are things that we have spoken about in previous uh, podcast episodes, the importance of mental health, the importance of taking a break, the importance of going on vacation, the importance of being there for your family. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you talk about it, you have to be about it. Um, and I've been in ministry for almost 20 years without yeah. taking a break. So it does feel weird. Um, and my wife will complain and say that, uh, you know, you're on break. Why are you on the phone in a meeting or something? Um, right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I got to hang up. Uh, so, you know, you, you're you kind of like you got to trying your best to let go, but right, you're kind of right. still involved in a way. Um, but, you know, it's, it is important. And I think it is also needed that if you can do it, if you could take a break, you can go on a vacation, you could do whatever, uh, then definitely do it. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about, you know, mental health and taking care of ourselves and checking in with ourselves, you know, I think this is a topic that is uh, trending right now mm. um, within certain uh within our culture, of course, but even within just uh, certain churches and, um, you know, gospel artists and, you know, people who do music, uh, this idea of mental health, yeah. right? And making sure that we as believers, as Christians um, are doing okay, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, this is definitely something that has been on my heart um, this past, I can say six, seven months. And, um, you know, this past weekend, I released a new song titled Right Here, uh, talking about that yes. and kind of, um, you know, from a perspective of, you know, someone talking to a loved one, a mm -hmm. friend, you know, uh, you know, whoever it is 
um, who's struggling with, you know, mental health and struggling with, you know, things, whether it's fear, depression, anxiety, uh, there are so many other things, you know, whether it's being bipolar and all mm -hmm. these potential problems that, um, can arise in someone's life, you know, how do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really just being present and being there for them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's something I started writing last year. I started in September. I finished uh, right before Christmas and, um, you know, released it this past weekend. And again, it just deals with being there, being present and not knowing how to handle it mm -hmm. all the time, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do to make certain things better, but having to still trust that you know what my presence you know my prayers mm -hmm. uh my support my encouragement i know that god takes this and you know will make the best of it and will mm -hmm. definitely help so i think this is a conversation that at least for me i am making a really big attempt and effort to bring it up in our churches to bring yes. it up in at least the circle of you know people i have influence in and the people surrounding me i am trying to bring up this conversation how mm. do you have this conversation conversation how do you speak about it within the church how do we take um people that have you know maybe struggled with this in their past but because they're leaders or because they're in ministry because they're Christians, there's this, you know, stereotype and stigma that, you know, we have to pray about it. We have to, you know, simply just rely on God and I'm going to keep going and push through and mm -hmm. not really give it too much mind. And, you know, I had an episode today where I was, you know, really anxious or really depressed and, you know, I haven't been sleeping for three or four days, but, mm -hmm. you know, I just trust that God is, you know, going to help me and all that is great, but I do believe God has also given us resources and yes. has equipped us with, you know, whether it's people or resources or different avenues where we could better ourselves mm -hmm. and help ourselves in these type of situations. Yeah. yeah, and I think that also, you know, for the individual that is uh, dealing with whatever the situation may be, depression, anxiety, fear, uh, loneliness, low self-esteem, uh, but also for the individuals that are in close contact with people that are dealing with that. You know, I think it's important that you may not be battling with any of those things yourself, but it is important for you to get educated so that you can help those around you that are, or those that you'll encounter, you know, whether it is through ministry or at work, or just you build the friendship with someone and then wind up finding out they they have their own struggles. You know, it is important for you to get educated as well because you wanna be able to have some form of uh, resources that you could tap into to help those people. Yeah, and I think there's also, whether it's, you know, in friendships, whether it's, uh, you know, parents and, you know, children or husband and wife, I think there's also an issue with codependency where it's, you know, if you're not doing okay, and if you're battling through these things, it's almost like you bring me down with you. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I begin to feel that way, or I begin to, you know, wrestle through that. And it's hard to really find that balance, you know, when it's someone you love or someone that, you know, is close to you where mm -hmm. it's, you know, I need to be okay even when you're not so I can help yes. you. You know, I need to, you know, be strong when you are not so mm -hmm. I can, you know, bring you out of that instead of kind of, you know, going going down to your state and going mm -hmm. down to your level of emotions mm -hmm. where we're both battling through this. Yeah. Right. And, um, you and know, it becomes problematic because for, then, yeah. you know, instead of 
being people or individuals that can lean on each other you're just bumping heads constantly yeah and it doesn't create a healthy environment yeah and again these are all topics and conversations that i think we should be having and they're yes. hard conversations to have hard things to discuss sometimes because it really takes for you to evaluate your life mm -hmm. and evaluate who you are and what you're going through and say okay this is what's wrong how can i fix this yeah and um you know in April, on April 3rd, we're having an event at our church yeah. that I'm putting together um, titled Right Here. And um, it's just a night where we're going to bring up all of these issues. It's going to be um, almost like a panel discussion and in interview form. Um, I'm having a Christian therapist and a social worker coming. Her name is Laquetta Solomon. She has her own practice. She has, uh, you know, a lot of experience doing this. She's getting her PhD in just uh, about two months in this uh you know field exactly um it's going to be on april 3rd if you go to our social media the flyer and pictures and everything will be on there but again the point of all of this is to bring up these discussions and conversations yes how do we you know maneuver um our faith and how do we balance you know having faith when it comes to you know our mental health and the things that we go through and putting feet to our faith and actually being proactive mm -hmm. to do something to get out of it yeah right i think we can all agree that god is the answer god mm -hmm. is the solution yes we can all agree that you know he can heal restore and liberate in one second mm -hmm. overnight mm -hmm. you know and that is you know um i can say i feel like that that narrative or story many people can relate to it yes. where they've prayed about something they struggled one time mm -hmm. and the next morning they woke up and it was gone mm -hmm. and that's their story you know whether it's you know i'm smoking and i can't stop and i pray about it one time i have that's this it. god moment <laughs> next day i wake mm -hmm. up urge is gone haven't yeah. smoked in 35 years yeah, right yeah. that could be your story <laughs> and then you have those that say i've prayed fasted i haven't eaten for months and this that the other thing and yeah. it seems struggling. like god is doesn't listen or god yeah. right so how do we reach both types of people mm -hmm. how do we have conversations with both groups of people um and have you know effective conversations about practical things that we can do mm. you know not diminishing or you know taking out the spiritual aspect of it but how can i with my faith and with the help of god you know act upon these things mm -hmm. how can i combat these things every day yeah so that's kind of the goal of the night you know it's not a night where it's going to be a conversation where it's you know very judgmental mm -hmm. or you know pointing fingers where it's you know if you struggle with these things and you're a christian you need to go on a 21 day fast and <laughs> you need to go to the mountain and well, maybe you, know what I'm you saying? do but which again <laughs> right you you can do that yeah. um but it's basically where we're going to say what can we do yes you know what can be done and you know one of the big questions that we're going to be analyzing is has our faith and Christianity and preachings and church, has that taken away the responsibility from us to take care of our mental health? Mm, you know, that's good. Has it, you know, put the spotlight on, I feel depressed and anxious, you know, I'm going to listen to a sermon. I listen to a sermon and it's like, I dive into that and I don't really address the issue that I feel, mm -hmm. you know, or I feel these things and I'm just going to, you know, I, I, I've been praying about it for so long and, you know, I'm praying about it and it seems that like God is not answering me, but I trust that even when I don't hear an answer, he's working, <laughs> which he is. 
which he always is, right? No, but, but I like you're that still because in your situation. I think that you know, uh, uh, something that is maybe a little delicate to talk about is the fact that sometimes you know there are a group of people that are struggling with whatever it may be, uh, depression or whatever, um, but they are. They know it's an issue. They want to be better, but don't want to put in the work to get better. So it's like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go out for prayer and hope that, you know, after the prayer, it goes away. Oh, I'm just going to listen to this sermon and hope that after the sermon, it goes away. And maybe in the sermon or the, during the prayer, whatever it is, you know, God spoke to them about things that they should do that would help them get through the situation or, or make it to the other side or whatever. But it's just too much work. I'll just rather just sit here and and, you know, dwell in my feelings. Um, yeah. And I think it is important that, you know, we are become educated so that we can help others, but that also the people that are going through stuff, you know, get educated and understand that they have to put in the work to get better. That is very important, and that's a tough pill to swallow, uh, but it is true. You know, like you said, God can, you know, throw an eyelash at you and you be healed, inst- in, you know, instantaneously. But there are other times where God requires an effort from you. He requires work from you uh, because there is a molding or there is a process in which he thinks or which he knows is necessary for you to go through and you refuse to go through the process. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. And then it's the balance where understanding, you know, maybe this is something I have to go through for this season and accepting Mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing it all. I am doing the praying. I am taking the practical steps, but it's something that creeps up every now and then. Yeah. You know, and it could be that, again, God is using that for something. Yes. You know, um, he uses that pain for his glory and for his purpose. And maybe at the time, you know, we don't get it. We don't see mm-hmm. it. We don't understand. But, you know, it may be to birth something in you, whether it's something that you use, you know, to bless people's life, a story that you have, you know. Um, we know that God uses all for his glory and his yes. honor, but there are cases where, you know, this is something you actually can get out of. Yes. And I think that, you know, this may be a little triggering that what I'm about to say, uh, but it's also important for you to not self-diagnose yourself with a label and a burden. Cause I feel that there are people that are maybe just having a rough time automatically, oh, I'm depressed, I'm going through anxiety, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, and decide to throw stuff on themselves that is like, B, that's not what you, you're not even going through. Yes, you're having a tough time, you know, maybe that's just part of the regular life cycle, but there is a difference between a person who is suffering from depression, anxiety, or whatever, to just having, you know, the the, the regular up and downs of everyday life. So I think that, you know, especially since the conversation is becoming um, a little bit more prevalent and we are talking about it more. You know, it reminds me when I took psychology. I took AP psychology in high school. And as we started to learn about different disorders and different things, people started self-diagnosing. Oh, that's me. I have this. Oh, oh I have that or whatever. Just because they could relate to the diagnosis for you know whatever reason. And it's like, no, you don't have that. And you need to understand that because you don't want to open the door to that when that's not even a struggle you have. Uh, so I think it's also important to have that conversation because sometimes when things become more and more um 
mainstream people decide to jump on the wagon yeah when that's not even for you and then what it winds up doing is messing it up for everybody else that is actually having those struggles and are having um those situations so if you're not dealing with any of that don't be posting you know stuff just for attention or don't be you know doing things uh that in reality is not doing you any service right so and like i said i think it's you know, everything needs to kind of be taken with that balance. You know, there are those people that mess it up for everyone else, right? And um, they may not really be going through those things and they're either doing it for attention or, you know, they're just having a sad day yes. or a bad day. That yes. doesn't mean you're depressed. Yes. Um, but then there are those that I feel that, you know, we can look at someone and just assume they're not that way or feeling that way or you know because their situation is so light or so small compared mm -hmm. to kind of what we would think is big in yes. our eyes we kind of diminish that yeah and we'll in our minds like they ain't depressed it's just you know that's like they need to just get over him mm -hmm. you know where for that individual it may you be. know it may be mm -hmm. you know a bigger situation because of other things yeah. in their life you know so it's like the issue really there isn't the breakup that you're depressed about mm -hmm. you know it's the other situation. Like, what was On that person that. for you? Yeah. You know, did you put, you know, all your emotions and feelings into that? You know, mm -hmm. uh, were they, were you using them as a crutch for something? You know, so mm -hmm. it's like other questions that need to come up as a result of that. Um, so I think, you know, that is, that goes both ways where, again, self-diagnosis is never good you know what i'm saying i mean that's like when you have certain pains and issues you start googling you go WebMD. yeah and you like you know right now the coronavirus is a big yeah. thing so it's like you know i cough three times i'm have that's the sniffles it, i'm, I'm a little warm i think i have the coronavirus yeah and it's funny because there have been so many people going to the doctor yeah urgent care and hospitals saying they have it mm -hmm. and then they actually don't yeah. you know when they get the results back but again it's just this um, you know, this idea of, you know, there's something wrong with me and I really don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. I think it's that. Yeah. You know, I think it's this, or this is what other people are saying about it. And mm -hmm. I think I match that profile. So that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And we begin to identify with these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's another piece of the conversation that we're going to have on this day, because, you know, for those who definitely struggle through these things, you know, are you defined by them? Mm. You know, it's funny because, you know, I sometimes deal with this when it comes to my diabetes. Having diabetes since, you know, the age of 14, it's, I never like to put it as an excuse for things. Mm -hmm. You know, I never like to, you know, constantly mention it, you know, and it, it's in balance too, because I feel like because of that, there's so many things I haven't done, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, getting into different organizations that deal with juvenile diabetes and, you know, putting in more time and effort into like those things. Um, but it's something that, Although I am a diabetic and this is kind of the condition I have, every five minutes I'm not saying, oh, because of my sugar, oh, because yeah. I'm a diabetic, oh, no, because I can't do that because I'm a diabetic, you know, and it's, although it's true mm -hmm. and that's what I am, I don't identify with it every mm -hmm. minute of the day mm -hmm. or in every situation. Oh, I can't do that because I'm a diabetic. Oh, I can't do that, you know, and I think that, again, for those who struggle with these things, you know, are we making it a part of our daily lives? Mm -hmm. You know, do we make, you know, fear 
a part of our life where yeah, we your bring identity. it yeah we bring mm-hmm. it to work we bring it to school we bring it to our church we bring it to our home mm-hmm. you know and it's a part of who we are mm-hmm. you know and as believers i think sometimes we are guilty of taking these things like depression and fear and all of these things that we battle we make it a part of who we are and we kind of make it a part of our relationship with god mm where it becomes like the third wheel mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, God, you know, I'm so depressed and this and the depression I feel and this, that, and the other thing. And we be, it becomes like it's God, our situation and us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And although again, we take everything to God in prayer, we mm-hmm. take everything before his throne. How are we bringing it to him? Are we bringing it to him like, God, this is something I'm going through that I know does not belong. Mm -hmm. And instead of fear belonging here, I know it's confidence in who I am. I know it's boldness in who you are. Help me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, how is our prayer? Is our prayer, you know, simply kind of declaring what we feel and who we are Mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So again, this is where that's the spiritual aspect. Yes, yes. Bring it to God in prayer. But now the faith and now the action part is this is what I'm battling, mm-hmm. but I know your word says this. Mm-hmm. So now how can I make this of what your word says real in my life? Yeah. And it could be, you know, little things like I'm writing every verse in the Bible that has to do with fear mm-hmm. or every verse in the Bible that has to do with God telling me, don't be anxious. I'm mm-hmm. writing them on cards. I'm putting them around my house. I'm putting them in my bag. I'm mm-hmm. putting them in my books. I'm putting them in my book bag and every, you know, I'm just reminding myself of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a practical step. Yeah. Not only are you writing it down, you know, it's God's word that you're writing it down and repeating, but now you're actively doing something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's one of the things we're going to be talking about on that night how do we treat these things Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's the controversial part of the conversation you know how do we deal with treatment and medication how do we deal with diagnosis that are made by Mm -hmm. doctors and therapists how do we balance you know i think a lot of times we deal with this when it comes to like children Mm -hmm. right parents deal with they don't want their kids to be classified and diagnosed sometimes whether it's with adhd or add or a learning disability and for some cases the parents choose to reject kind of the doctor's Mm. notes and they do things on their own that actually mm. help their child. Mm. They get them involved in sports or in activities and different things. And they kind of, you know, help their work child through through, work yeah. through it. While then there are others that refuse to diagnose their children. And then it's they're paying the consequences yes. years later yeah. when their child's in high school and struggling so much and, mm-hmm. and can't get past certain things. So I think in, in that same way, this is a conversation that, you know, we really need to be educated on the treatment side of this. Yes. How do we recover? How do we seek treatment? What do we do when it comes to medications and doctor's visits? And, you know, should I see a therapist? Mm -hmm. Is that not having faith in God? Mm -hmm. You know, seeing a counselor? Is that, you know, putting my faith and confidence in a man Mm -hmm. or in a woman, you know, that can fail, that's imperfect, you know, (laughs) when God is perfect, right? These are all things that I think we wrestle through. Yeah, and I think everything that you said is valid. And, you know, backing up a little bit, it was funny because I was having a conversation 
uh, on my way home from work with God this week. Um, and one of the things that I was speaking uh, or having, you know, you, you having this conversation about um, because for the event in April, there are three shirts that are being made. You know, God is greater than depression. God is greater than anxiety. God is greater than fear. Um, and everybody picks whichever shirt they want. Which uh, I got to say something about that. Yes, Remind me, please. Uh, yes. No, later. So um, the shirt that I picked was God is greater than fear. Um, and you know, I was talking to God about it and I was like, man, you know, cause I, I really don't, you know, my struggle is not depression. My struggle is not anxiety. I'm the type of person that, you know, yes, you know, you go through things and you break your head trying to think about it or whatever, but I'm the type of person that once my head hits the pillow, I'm out. I don't lose sleep. I'm not the type of person that, you know, goes hungry and like, that's not me. Uh, but fear is something that, um, that is that has been a uh, prevalent in my life and it's something that has been ingrained in me uh, so heavily since I was a kid that it affects my relationship with the Lord because of the walls I have had to build to um, as defense mechanisms uh, because of that fear. And I was talking, I was having a conversation with God about how sometimes those walls don't allow me to be genuine with you, where in my prayer, I feel like there is so disingenuous. It's so fake. It's so like, you know, you say all the right things, but there's like these walls up because of that fear um, that you do, you do um, subconsciously. It's not even something that you are actively trying to do. Um, and when you break it down and you start to look at, you know things that how you said you know maybe i never did a or i never tried to do this or i never tried to do that and it's like man it's because of that fear of yeah. man you know that those are opportunities that you maybe could have flourished in or god could have used you in or you would have gained something from it whether it be career-wise or just for self-fulfillment and you didn't do it because of those fears so those are things that people are actively dealing with and struggling with where when you allow these negative things um, to be so dominant or set root in your life, they do absolutely affect your relationship and your prayer life with the Lord. And in, you know, deciding the shirts that, you know, we were going to make for that event, I was thinking definitely, you know, depression and anxiety are the two most popular issues, you know, whether it's in the church or just in people's life in general. Yeah. Those are the top two. Um but I did, you know, I wanted to create another one. And I'm just thinking, like, what else, you know, do people relate to or struggle with that they may not think, you know, is a mental thing? Mm -hmm. When we deal with mental health, it's obviously everything regarding your mind, how you yes. think and how you process things. And I think fear, you know, is something that needs to be in this conversation. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, so I, you know, I included that in there. But it's funny because I've been getting, you know, orders from different people and people have been, you know, deciding what shirt they're getting. And I'm going to say this on that night, too. But the most popular one is fear mm -hmm. by a long shot mm -hmm. but it's funny because as people are processing this you know they see god is greater than depression god is greater than anxiety god is greater than fear and they love all the shirts and they're deciding man which one should i get and to be honest with you a mm -hmm. lot of the reactions i'm getting people are choosing fear because they don't want, want to, to choose the other two associate <laughs> with depression and anxiety yeah. or put it on a shirt yeah yeah they and it was mind blowing to see how they how people, you know, certain people are thinking about this, like mm -hmm. 
depression um well no actually i'm yeah i'll go with fear yeah i'll mm -hmm. go with fear you mm -hmm. know but you wanted to choose depression because yes. you're depressed which you should or you struggle with yeah. i can see it you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it's obvious for certain people yes. you know and for yes. others it's just so funny how it's something where it's so hard for mm -hmm. people to come to grips with it and it's to the point where even on a t-shirt yeah that's not saying depression mm -hmm. it's saying god is greater, greater than yes. depression and even that gives you like fear of you know what people will say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know am i acknowledging that this is actually what i have and am i kind of you know putting it out there mm -hmm. and revealing it and exhibiting it certain people were saying yeah i don't really struggle with that i don't you know like it really got them thinking yeah. over a t-shirt you know and i think it's so interesting how you know we work and how we think and mm -hmm. how it can be so hard to admit our problems mm -hmm. and it gets me wondering if it's that difficult to do that how much more difficult is it for certain people to bring it before god then mm -hmm. like no, are we actually praying about these things mm -hmm. then or are we trying to, you know, maneuver and kind of, you know, take the long way to get there? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's depression and I know it is, but I'm just going to pray that God, like, you know, God, you know how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, yes. it's really anxiety and I and my heart races and I can't breathe and I can't sleep and whatever. But I'm just going to going to say, God, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You know, are we actually bringing these things before God? Yeah. No, and I think I think that is a super valid point. I think um, that I know of people who are so afraid or ashamed or whatever of their struggle that those are areas in their life that they tell God, God, you know, you know what area it is, and they leave it at that. It's never a confession, you know, and I've never been to Alcoholics Anonymous, but from my understanding, the first step of recovery is to admit you have a problem. And I think that there is a sense of empowerment when it comes to, you know, you being like, no, God is greater than my depression. God is greater than my anxiety. God is greater than my fear. Um, you know, and it's funny because where some people see fear as a crutch to me is like, man, I got to admit, right. You know, right. that I, I struggle with fear. Someone who people look at and they're like, not nah, Eddie, Eddie doesn't, you know, yeah. he's so tough. He's so this, it was like, no, I really do. Uh, but I think that if you find yourself, even if you're one of the people that are going to attend the event and you order the wrong shirt, change it. I think you still have time. <laughs> talk to him. Uh, but I think that there is um, a sense of empowerment when you step into the truth that the God you serve is greater than whatever your struggle is and not being afraid of it, you know, yeah. confessing it, you know, stating the fact, the obviousness, the the the, um, the powerfullness of my God is greater than x y or z and not being afraid to do it i think you know it's something that people should you know i think culturally also we've spoken about this um where especially in the latin community uh there is a sense of there isn't a sense of of having those open channel of communications to be like i am dealing with a i am dealing with b you know we have our lingo of you know oh how are you doing oh i'm in victory and you keep it right. moving when everybody sees you're missing a shoe your hair's undone you know you got all this stuff happening but you're in victory all right i'm gonna let you be so it's kind of like we have to break i'm down. so mad you said missing a shoe i don't know i've seen it 
but there is a um especially in the latin community especially with latin men where it comes like right. with this machismo of you know as a man you know you don't show emotions you don't cry you don't do this you don't do that and it's like no these are things that are super beneficial to you to be able to share to open up uh to confess you know that's one of the, the basic principles of serving the lord is being able to confess to him what you're going through what your struggle is you know whatever it is that you need help with and, and the other part mm-hmm. that we don't talk about yes. which is something else and i think it's so hard to practice because it mm-hmm. says you confess to god but it also mm-hmm. says confess to others mm, yes and we bypass that and yep. it says confess to others so what so like your sins can be forgiven mm-hmm. like this it's serious you know mm-hmm. and i think that's a part of you know this event and this conversation is in hopes that people will see that and get yes. get that you know yeah. um you know that impact where it's you know man i am i'm not alone yeah you know this is something that it's okay to feel these things and you know it's okay to kind of be going through it it's just not okay to dwell and choose to stay here Mm -hmm. you know so it's like what can we do together to get through this you know they say misery loves company you know and sometimes when we are going through something we want other people to kind of like feel bad for us or kind of come down to our level and be there with us and you know we have to also be careful with that those people where you know they they're going through the same situation going through the same issues and we can just sit and talk for hours about the issue (laughs) and how we feel and cry together and all of that but we're really not getting to a solution how do you deal with that aspect but again these are all things that we're going to be talking about on that night again the event is called right here um it's going to be a conversation on mental health and the role of the church and how we should handle these things i will have laquetta solomon there she is a christian therapist uh, psychologist and social worker who'll be you know having this uh conversation on that night on april 3rd at 7 30 p.m at the new jerusalem church if you go to the god life culture podcast instagram page or our instagram pages you'll find the flyer with all of the information on yeah. there yeah so we want to thank you once again for tuning in and being with us for a new you know series of episodes and just diving in um and just sharing with you all things that we feel are important um and just trying to shine a little bit of light you know, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world um, that sometimes are a little overwhelming, a little crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, one thing that is true is that God is there for each and every one of us, no matter what your struggle may be, no matter what your um, uh difficulty may be in life you know but do feel empowered and knowing that you can do it through him so thank you once again for reaching out as always you can reach out to us yes on all our social media on facebook or on instagram you can find us at god life culture podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen be sure to subscribe leave a review or rating as well spread the word and uh like always you know we look forward to having these conversations and we pray that you can share it with someone that needs to hear this um, and that needs to be just uplifted and encouraged through what we talk about. Yeah, so post a new episode, start the conversations, and as always, you know, um, just be part of the movement. So thank you once again for listening to God Life Culture Podcast. That's God God Life Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.